0: Welcome to the Community Strategy Podcast. I'm your host, Deb Shell. On this podcast, I share conversations with leaders of purpose-driven, private, paid online communities that bring together like-minded members for transformation to better their life, career, relationships, and well-being. As a community strategist, I help entrepreneurs build, launch, and grow online paid communities on mighty networks. And to learn more about working with me, please visit my website, findcalmhere.com. That's F-I-N-D-C-A-L-M-H-E-R-E. Dot com. I help entrepreneurs find calm in the process of launching an online community. So uh, check that out, please. I want to ask you: Do you have a strategy question that you are struggling with? Something a challenge? Uh, if you do, I want to start answering some questions uh, through uh, the podcast. Uh, it's a new thing I want to try. So please shoot me an email at deb at findcalmhere.com. And I will uh, review any questions I get in the next episode. I will add a answer section for any questions that I do get once I get some. So send an email to deb at findcalmhere.com. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, all. I am super excited today to introduce an amazing person on for the Community Strategy podcast, Mary Elizabeth and I met about a year ago, something. I don't remember exactly when, uh, but her and I connected around uh, the Muddy Networks for discovering a collaboration after our conversation. And so she's been helping me with my consulting business and because she's a professional business coach. And she also has a Muddy Network that I've been kind of helping her kind of pan out and work through like any challenges that have come up for her. And so she's going to talk today about how she built an accountability group inside her mighty networks. She's gonna tell us a little bit about the story behind that uh, and how she like logistically did it, maybe talk a little bit about the strategies that she uh, implemented in the beginning of her community journey. And then this is a unique episode the first of its kind because we're recording on Zoom today and we're going to ha- we have an audience of people who have joined us so welcome to the members of the Finecom here community who are joining us live at this moment they're going to a- be able to ask questions so this is the first style that I'm doing of the podcast episode that Uh, is in this format. We have a couple more of these coming up, so I'm excited about them. So just to let you know all of those good things, Mary, Mary Elizabeth, welcome to the Community Strategy Podcast. I (laughs) rebranded it. I keep forgetting that.
1: Thank you, Deb. Thank you so much. It is an, always an honor and a privilege to be invited to be on someone's podcast um, and especially yours. I have really enjoyed our ability to work together this past year and I've learned so much more about community strategy and how to, how to set things up and the technical pieces as well. So thank you. Yes. Uh, lovely to have
0: you. So tell me a little bit about, uh, your background where, you know, what have you been doing and out in the world
1: there? Yeah. So, um, uh- 30 years-ish ago, um, when I was 15, no, I uh, I started a company called Star Resources, which stands for Strategic Teams Achieving Results. And uh, I am happy and proud to say that we have been in business for 30 years, despite recessions and pandemics and other challenges that come our way as solopreneurs uh, and entrepreneurs. And through those 30 years, have been able to help uh, many people in all types of business, nonprofit uh, walks of life. So healthcare, government, uh, law enforcement, small businesses, um, nonprofit teams, um, individuals, all who really want to build cultures that they are uh, creating employers of choice, if you will, or teams that are cohesive to use Patrick Lencioni's word that really work well together.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's and isn't that important because <laughs> if you, any organization, uh, especially large ones, uh, have really challenges communi- with communication and just navigating yeah. uh, all of that. So that's a super important um, skill to to have and to share uh, your unique abilities with with these organizations.
1: Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's been a long learning curve myself. I started out with, you know, single day training and, you know, we call that one and done. And I found that one really didn't mean done. And so we progressed from there into, uh, 90 day programs. And then we progressed from there into year long and retainer contracts. So, um, I'm really proud of that work and the body of work and people I've been able to help. And, and I can tell you, um, Um, The reality of it is, is that for the organizations that have the leaders, directors, owners who really are dedicated and committed, you can achieve culture change, but it's never a one and done. So um, I always ask up front, if if I'm approached about culture change, I always ask how long is the owner, director, leader going to be employed there? Because if they change... the the whole organization changes.
0: The vision and directive whoever's setting the vision for the company, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: The strategy of how they're going to operate their business and Yeah. yeah, super, super interesting. So, uh, break down star resources if you could for me.
1: Yeah. So again, star stands for strategic teams, achieving results. And, um, The reason that I chose that is because I do believe in team, I believe in community, I believe that we are always better together and, uh, but to be better together we really do have to learn how to communicate with each other so as I mentioned I started out with you know, one and done training and over the years progressed from that into taking on coaching. But I I always knew there was a science to coaching and just like training, I, I felt like I learned from some of the best in the business to become a trainer, to buy the uh, better training kits, if you will, to be part of a community. At that time, it was called Carlson. They've progressed, 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 and now they're actually owned by Wiley. Um, And then when it came to coach training, I wanted to go to in-person school and, you know, I. I always joke that I could have gotten a master's degree for what I invested in that between the training and the travel, uh, but I feel like I learned again, The I learned the basics of coaching at a school called CTI, and then I aspired to, and this is what I really wanted to work with, which was relationship systems coaching. Um, and I learned that through CRR Global, which, again, I feel is one of the better or best schools, personally, I'm biased, but one of the best schools out there to teach how to work with relationships and teams through that coaching lens. And then over the course of that time, consulting came into play around the the, the um the, the teams, again, the human element, your biggest expense when you own a business. Um, and then I have now recently started to work it with individual solopreneurs um, as I'm working my way toward transitioning toward retirement and uh, and having more time to work on my community.
0: Yeah, great transition. And yeah. what I wanted to point out, though, before we dive into talking about your Muddy Networks uh, is the platform that your community is on. I also just want to point out r- relationships are what community is like. It's all about building relationships when people talk about uh, how do I launch an online community? What how do I bring people together? It's building relationships, it really comes down to that key factor, no matter what technology you're using, no matter what platform, uh, usually people are, I've learned that they're like, Oh, which platform is the best? I said, before we talk about that, what about what is the community you're building and why is the, what's the purpose? And yeah, so yeah. I, I'm excited to, to learn more about your community. So tell us a little bit about, uh, the purpose of, well- of star.
1: I, I will, and 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 then uh, you ask, you know, about you know why why do you want Mighty Networks? So I I am really excited to answer that, um, because and if I can kind of step back and go forward for a second part of the challenge we faced is I always knew I wanted to have an online learning system. I always wanted to have a community online. I had relocated from Chicago to North Carolina, and, you know, I have friends and clients across the United States. And so how do we reach them? How do we connect them? And that was important to me too, because I got to work with such great people that I thought, oh, if you knew this person and that person and, and, and the collaborative approach to uh, client work, I guess, is what you could say. So, we've literally spent tens of thousands of thousands of tens of thousands of dollars trying to build a platform and an LMS system or testing other ones or hiring consultants. And so um, when we came to Mighty Networks, it was like, you know, the skies of heaven opened up for us because we were so excited that it could offer the learning platform for courses as well as the community. So I just wanted to slip that little piece in there because it was so important to us to be able to have a safe and secure platform that we could build this community and the courses on. Right. So did, did that answer your question?
0: Oh, I, I love that you talked a little bit about like the reasons why you chose that. It's an intentional choice, right? It's an intentional yeah. platform, uh, very, very driven on, uh, intentionality. And that's something Jessica had said in the podcast episode with the Muddy networks people, <laughs> um, yeah. that it's very an intentional choice to select that platform. But tell us about what brought you to wanting to do a community in the first place. Um,
1: Uh, You know, it's, uh, I I just, I I think it's in me. I think it's in my DNA. I always, I I would put together women's leadership conferences. I would join different networking groups, whether it was professional, like American training and development or business and professional women, and to know the power of community and how communication. Community can support you, can help you grow, can help you make better connections, can um, lovingly call you out on your stuff <laughs> if you will be open to it and allow them. Um, and 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 building intentional community, I think is is a big part of it too. You know, we we can say that we maybe belong to different communities and we do you know our neighborhood is a community our our church may be a community our school may be a community but building a community of like minded people who share similar goals or aspirations in life and um, have been there done that you know like maybe I didn't walk your exact journey but I've certainly walked a similar one and so how do we come together and um, and support each other and raise each other up. So I think it's just been a part of me.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so funny as commu- when I asked people that are, are saying, you know, oh, I'm a new community builder. I said, well, is that really true? I realized that I've been building communities for over a decade. I just didn't know that's what it was called. <laughs> I brought people right. together in a lot of different areas. So it's, it's, it's amazing uh, how people, you know, come into the community industry, but it really has uh, when you think about it, uh, most of the people say, oh, yeah, I actually have been doing this for a really long time. I'm not super native community. It's just that I'm maybe new to online community building, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's true. And I think that for those of us that it is a natural thing, we don't even realize it. You know, a little bit of it is kind of like breathing, I think somewhat, you know.
0: Oh, so true. So true. So tell me, yeah. uh the structure, what is what is your community uh, structure look like?
1: So, in in between all of this, I also wrote a book called Reset Your Buttons. And I say that because one of our biggest challenges was what do we name the community right so is so do we name it star resources do we name it reset your buttons we've kind that's been a, a a conflict an internal conflict that we've had for years and we landed on nope it's star resources because reset your buttons lives within star resources and that's important when we talk about the accountability group so I'm sorry, Deb. Ask me your question again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
0: the community structure. So you just talked about how you have an umbrella brand over the top. So thinking about it, like a big umbrella is Star Resources, and then within Star Resources, you've got different areas. What I could call areas and language. Everybody is a little bit different. So if you're listening here, or if you're if you're live, or if you're listening to this recording everybody uses different terminology. And the, one of the biggest challenges I've found is when I talk to clients, we have to get on the same language path first. So when I say the, the umbrella, that's like the network brand. And then what's inside the network is what I call areas so that people don't get confused with spaces because Mighty Networks has this whole other thing about spaces. So I don't want to confuse people. Um, and so that's what I call them. I call them areas. But you might okay. hear different people call it different things. So
1: perfect. So and, and really, this is why you and I connected and why I reached out to you, because when we started the, the community, um, we weren't sure. Right. We, I just knew I wanted a place where people could come together and, and learn not only from me, but from each other. And I wasn't sure what that was going to look like. And we had conversations around, you know, well, we're not sure that we want it to be like a teachable, for example, where a lot of other people come and bring their courses. Um, but maybe, you know, so there was a lot of, do we want this? Well, maybe. Well, do we want this? Well, maybe. So um, we started under the star brand with that organizational development perspective. Perspective, you know, so team building, individual coaching, organizational culture—those were the topics that we chose, and um, that that worked somewhat. And it allowed me, especially during the pandemic, which is when we started this, because that's how I got connected to Mighty Networks. Um, that was working because we could do virtual courses. We could put them into a private or secret room, and. excuse me, we could do live. And then we could also support it with a, with a, um, what do we call those, Deb? Um, uh, An evergreen course. So like our 52 reset mindsets would be delivered every week. And, and that was great. And then, you know, of course, things started to open up, business came back, we were starting to do more in-person work. And I had started prior to this, something called the Reset Your Buttons First Friday live event, which was a live networking luncheon, a little bit of workshop, but really primarily relationship building. And that's the tagline to the book, which is create relationships that work. And what was unique about that is people would come and if if people came just to exchange business cards they didn't come back because they they felt very quickly very naturally and organically that this is really about people who want to get to know each other so pondering and looking at that and saying well i'm, I'm not ready to go back into into a live lunch type event yet and not to mention there weren't places we could do that and now we had a broader audience how are we going to do that so thinking, thinking, thinking. (laughs) One day I said, you know, I need a little help to get stuff done. And um, I think we can do stuff in 90-day segments. And, you know, being that Reset is also part of our brand, what is it that people might want to do or reset within 90 days that they can accomplish. And so that's when we looked at um, creating the um, reset your buttons 90 day sprint um, or 90 day reset sprint is actually what we call it so that uh, we have that accountability Um, and support with each other to get across the finish line. And my big thing was I didn't want people to feel judgment or, or bad or wrong about that because, you know, I feel bad and wrong about all the things I don't accomplish all the time. So I certainly didn't want other people feeling that way. Right. Um, So (laughs) we don't need any more negative. (laughs) I think we get so much negativity between
0: social media and family pressure and challenges with like our own, uh, mindsets, uh, yeah. around, uh, I, I don't know about you, but I'm one of these people who like, I set a list this, you know, long and then realize, uh, at 10 o'clock at night that I'm still not finished and I'm tired and I haven't even taken care of myself sometimes. Yeah. And so I've been really prioritizing health wellness, but just to say that, yeah, I think, it's just, <laughs> we do a lot of things as, as the, business owners and entrepreneurs. And
1: yeah. then your head hits the pillow and now you're laying there thinking about all the stuff you didn't get done versus the things you did get done. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So do you want me to talk a little bit about, um, about the structure of the sprint then? Or what yep. do you want me yeah, to go? Give me a
0: breakdown on like, what does the sprint look like? We talks about okay. it's being 90 days, but give us a little bit more on, uh, what actually happens.
1: Yeah. So in, in, um, in April of last year. So this year, this April will be our one year anniversary of the sprint. And when I started it and for all, you know, community builders out there, I, I really wanted to take a soft approach to it to say, okay, let's see if this will work. So I'm not committing to more than 90 days. I had run 12 month masterminds and things like that in the past, but I'm like, Nope, let's see what we can do in 90 days. So we went into the, um, into creating a course and um, we we don't even really have a lot of course materials in there yet because we've been building it as we go over the year and we started out with a with a group of dedicated people who um, who paid to join us and um, because I, I the, at that point the community was um, again help me out Deb we weren't we were private not paid right is that how Mighty Networks name calls it
0: Probably. Yeah. You had, you you had a, uh, a free community, but you were charging for a specific program, which in your case is a sprint.
1: Correct. Correct. And, and we were private in that you had to, you had, you had to be referred in like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So you had to fill out a questionnaire and 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 how did you find,
0: or how did the people uh, that, that joined, how did they get there?
1: Uh, Word of mouth was most of it. I have an email list because I've done a lot of email marketing over the years on and off. Star, all, all of our star clients have been, with the exception of maybe one or two, were always word of mouth referral. Um, so on another day, we can talk about the tens of thousands of dollars I've spent on email marketing that maybe we didn't need to do, but you know, it's okay, you live, you learn. <laughs> so it makes you better. Um, so, so that would, I I sent out a couple of emails. I did a few posts within our Facebook group. Um, I did take the Mighty Networks uh, course right in the beginning because it was part of the joining. You could get a, you know, they had a deal going. Um, So I just started talking about it and I had friends who started talking about it. And so if you were on our list and I knew you, then you, it was easier to come through the door. We did have a few that I was like, I have no idea who this person is. And we checked them out and we did LinkedIn and, you know, tried to find them and couldn't find them out there. So it was like, yeah, we're not going to let you in because <laughs> we didn't know. So you, I mean, and I like yeah. that you had some
0: kind of approval process or you had said the ad up application or something. Is that yeah, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Because that was also when there was so much and I, there probably still is, um, but so much so many challenges within social media that, you know, I really wanted to be protective of our community and that we wanted to be able to be safe to have, you know, open conversations, but again, productive conversations, not harmful conversations.
0: Or just... The you know how's the weather conversation, right? or Just
1: In, how's
2: the
0: weather? Into, conversations, intentional conversations, not right. here's my latest cat video.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that's really when we you know you have to come up with your mighty purpose, which I'll admit I'm still you know working on and refining, and with your help as well. But but you just said it correctly. We wanted a community that you could come and have intentional productive. Um, healthy, safe conversations, no matter where you are in life, what other stage you are in life. So I, I do say we are a community of lifelong learners that attracts people to the community, because I think that's an element that you need to have to, to be part of the star resources community. But it doesn't matter what age or stage you are in your life. So we have members that are in their 20s to members who are in their 80s. Um, And I love that. I love that we can do that.
0: And there's an amazing ability for shared wisdom with those generational differences, because each one of us have our own life experiences that we bring into a virtual place. right? Right. And somebody who is Maybe uh, older in age than me is also maybe more has more life experiences to share versus maybe I am uh, somebody who's new, but I'm a, aligned with more techno technology or what's going on right now or what's happening. So maybe I'm more, you know. As somebody who's younger, being able to share with you, if you're asking me, hey, Deb, what's what's going on out in the marketing world right now or whatever, like if that was my no, thing. No, that's
1: hugely important. And and you're exactly right. It's, it's we learn from each other, again, no matter the age or stage in life. and And we're not all of the same beliefs and views either. So it allows for that, I wanted a platform for that, where we could have again productive conversations, um, intentional conversations but conversations where we're willing to, uh, I use a, a term that I actually learned through, through CRR Global that um, uh, I, I don't have the, all the who's, it, where's it comes from, but basically it's 2% truth is the rule. So if you're always mm-hmm. willing to listen for 2% truth in any conversation or any differing opinion, it's that finding that space. I think Rumi talked about the, the space in the field, I'll meet you there. Um, mm-hmm. It's looking for that, one, that 2% truth that I can say, okay, I can meet you there. Now let's talk from that space. Let's learn mm-hmm. from each other from that space,
0: mm-hmm. and and the people who you're bringing together, while they might not be similar in age or location, or there's a lot of differences they might have, they all have one common uh, understanding that they want to grow and they want to learn something. So when you're talking about bringing together people that are like minded, they have a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, which is kind of what Carol Dweck's book talks about if you've read that, and and I think that's what the key is in bringing the right people into the room is they want to, they want to make some kind of a change, right?
1: Right, right, right. And to do that, we need accountability, right? So Mm -hmm. we can, I can disappoint myself all day long if I haven't told somebody else about the thing that I want to get done. So, so that's what, then, so we had a couple of pieces that we were charging for. We have our Thursday night call, which is a weekly call. Um, we have a first Friday lunch and learn that we took virtual. We're now going to actually move that in May to a, to a hybrid event. Um, and uh, and I forget what else we had, but the, we had th- those couple of things. Oh, the 52 Reset Mindset uh, course, the Evergreen course. So we had a couple of things we were charging for and pe- and we bundled them and people were paying for that. Um, But I was like, this could take a long time. So what can I do different? (laughs) And So plus my consulting business was really coming back online. And even though I, you know, I structured that a little differently, it's like a day job and the community, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so the 90 day accountability sprint is Uh, 13 weeks. It starts the beginning of the month of a quarter. So we only open the doors each quarter. Um, And so the next one will start on April 1st. And uh, we meet and we've made a a couple of adjustments along the way. One of them was when we first started doing it, we met every week. So you'd finish a sprint and we'd start the very next week with the next sprint. And so a few of us, myself included, kind of came to that a little bit like, (sighs) Okay, here we go again. <laughs> so we, we've decided that we wanted that first week, which it's going to change a little bit as we get toward the end of the year and the holidays and such, but for the most part, three quarters of the year, we put a break in that first week to um, do some onboarding and also to really work on our SMART goals. So we use the SMART goal model, which um, I'm sure folks are familiar with, but we've tweaked that to align with my RESET model. So RESET is an acronym and it's a, it's a model, a method, and a mindset. And so we want to align the SMART goal with the RESET model. So each week when we come together for what we call our relay calls on Tuesdays, uh, right now they're on Tuesdays, is that we have a, a, an opening like What did you work on last week? What'd you get done? We have a little learning, you know, seven to 10 minute learning module. We have help seats where people can talk about where they're at with their goal and where they're stuck or where they're succeeding or get some input and ideas. And um, and then we have a wrap up. And so the the components of the of the accountability group or, or our sprints, are, you know, anyone can have those components, right? Um, and I find that those components are really important. Uh, we did use MiroBoard board to post our our goals, and and that worked somewhat. But to your point, Deb, about technology and Non technology people, um, there's been some challenges around the Miro board, and so actually, with working with you and a suggestion you made, which was like, "Why are you going to Miro? Why aren't you doing it right here in the platform?" Um, we have figured out a way to do that now with the topics and this sprint. We're gonna we're gonna test that. And um, congratulations,
0: yes. I want to say we Thank we, we work we workshop that a bunch yeah. in our call.
1: <laughs> we did. We
0: did. We did. I was um, like, wow I like Miro, but why?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Why are you doing it this way? Yeah. And so, and they, they're, they're happy to try it out. So, um, but there's an example again of iteration, right? We were like, okay, Miro's working. Okay, Miro's not working, you know, and now let's use topics and put it in the topics. And you taught me about how to search and they can find it. Um, then it was like, well, we, we do give them in the materials a downloadable PDF. Can they take a picture of it and post the picture? So even with that, we, we're still, this is our newest inter- iteration And it may change. Um, And I think that's part of community as well, is that you want to hear from the community what's working for them and what's not working for them and be willing to make those adjustments and changes as you go along. Um, And some things I'm not willing, you know, I've, you've gotten a couple of those phone calls too, where I'm like, what do I do about this? You know, and you're like, it's your community. What do you want to (laughs) do?
0: Yeah, Yeah. that was, that was in regards to guidelines of setting guidelines, which I, yeah uh, in our book club call you. Yesterday, I was just talking with Missy about the, uh, the guidelines and so setting appropriate guidelines when, you're, is part, when you, you put that as part of your onboarding process, even though you make so many assumptions of like nobody's going to post inappropriate content here. Well, you probably should say there's no, no except, you know, we're not, there is no. If you will be removed or here's the consequence, if you violate our guidelines Um, and you've had that experience with somebody in the past and,
1: you know, in other things, it wasn't, it wasn't, it it wasn't necessarily inappropriate as what I would define as inappropriate, but it was inappropriate to what we were trying to do. Right. Context. context exactly and what i love about that is in and, and again i i am a believer in building slow because then you also have trusted community members that you can say to them oh you know what you are just such a great test case for this let me you know let's let's workshop this let's talk it through a little bit let's share each other's opinions um and let me decide if we need to put a, a, a bumper guard in here or not, or, you know, or a, gu- a guideline, you know, is it a bumper guard? Or is it a guideline? <laughs>
0: you know? What's the dip? What's a bumper guard? I haven't heard that term.
1: Well, I, I like bumper guards, because it's like, you know, kind of a guardrail kind of thing. Like, oh, you're getting a little close to that guardrail, you know, and if you can kind of get away from the guardrail, then it's just a guardrail, you know, but it's sort of like, The speed limit 70, but you know, you can, if you stay under 80, you might be able to be okay. (laughs) Hopefully no one's hearing me say that out loud and following me down the road, but uh, it's so it's a guardrail. It's it's just, it's like that guide, but it's not a guideline. It's not the line that you can't cross. That's how I, that's how I use it.
0: I got you. No, I like that. And and, and I love uh, that you're so clear uh, in all of what you just explained to us that you laid it out uh, very clearly and concisely. And the biggest thing that I uh, see clients struggle with is, is just getting clear on that structure uh, and then on their their launch and, and their strategy going forward. And the other thing you mentioned about was flexibility, flexibility in, in your structure and your strategy, because maybe you identified things that yeah, this isn't really working. Members gave us feedback, that some of the things that we thought were going to be really great, uh, you know, structurally, uh, maybe weren't the, the best, uh, the best way to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the other things that we do, uh, that I didn't mention that is also hugely, and this, again, this is what really speaks to community. And as we closed out this first quarter one, which we did on Tuesday, um, I, I I shared this with all of them. I mean, it, it is a community of, um, they. I created the container, right? I created the container. I brought ingredients. I have some tools. Um, we have our own proprietary blend that we're using in our recipe, but they made it it's their relationship with each other. And so the other thing that we do is we have weekly accountability advocates. And so um, we decided to use the term accountability advocate versus accountability buddy or friend or partner. And, and here's why, because what we're working with, um, from my perspective is we are working with your hopes and dreams, right? We are working with that thing that's outside of you that you always said you wanted to do, whether it's clean your closets or plan your, You know, next adventure or build your business. It doesn't matter. And that's the other beauty of it. It's, it's, it's you come with whatever your 90 day project is. The biggest challenge we had in the beginning was. No, you really only get to have one 90-day project, and it's got to be something we can help you accomplish in 90 days. You know, so we're not scaling Mount Everest in 90 days. You know, without even knowing where Basecamp is yet. So, so that was a little bit of a of a fun challenge. But so our accountability advocates meet once a week, um, and they switch up during the week. And um, with each call, we switch them out. We don't have a plan for it. I I call it the Zoom God. So when I put them into breakout room. I just do the auto, you know, that it just automatically puts people into breakout rooms and that's who your accountability advocate is for the week. And the reason we call them advocates is because I'm saying you, you and I, Deb, you and I are partnering right now to see this dream of mine that has a life and a voice of its own of building this community. And so you, Deb, and I together are advocating for the dream. So, you know, it's a little different. It's like, yes, you're advocating for me, but together, we're partnered in advocating to bring this dream to life because it it wants to be born. It's why it came to to us. You know, every every good idea comes to us for a reason first. Eventually, if we don't do something about it, it's going to go to somebody else. But, you know, if it's if it's ours to do something with, it comes to us. And so we need an advocate to help us give it that voice and bring it to life. So, That's why they're accountability advocates. And then the last thing we do is we do pop-up productivity events. And we do that, um, currently we do that twice a week on Mondays and Saturdays in the mornings. And um, we based that on the Pomodoro method. So we do 25 minute segments. Everybody comes on the call, They give us, you know, what do you want to work on during this accountability um, session, during our productivity session? And then we take 25 minute breaks and check in with each other for two hours. And then we do a 15 minute wrap up at the end. And again, lessons learned from that that people you know, it always, even the, our seasoned people now walk away with like, I really thought I was going to get a whole lot more done in, in that 25 minute segment, you know, but the phone rang or, uh, I noticed the cat needed food or, you know, I have vegetables in the kitchen that need to be cooked. And, you know, it's so easy to get pulled off the thing that you said you were going to do. So,
0: so it those is. are fun too. <laughs> uh real life problems right (laughs)
1: yeah uh cool
0: well um mary we've got um a few minutes left and i want to i have a question in here from uh community member uh missy and missy would you like to ask your question instead of having me read it i thought I'd, i'd let you have that uh ability
2: sure that's great um So much information. So interesting, Mary Elizabeth. Thanks for being willing to share that with us. I can really see how that can apply in a lot of different situations. The question that I had had to do with, you spoke about it being your, your sprint groups being a non-judgmental environment. And I really love that because I know we all do a really good job at beating ourselves up. I can picture how you set that up for the group as a whole. You know, some guidelines around, you know, we're not snarky, we're not judgmental, we don't share opinions, we share experience and wisdom or whatnot. But how do you address um, individual self judgment, like the silent self judgment people sit with? So they show up for the call, they said they were going to do something, they didn't. Now I, they hear you say it's okay, progress, not perfection, but you know, they're still sitting with that self judgment. Gosh, look at Susie, did all this bang up work this week, and I didn't do anything. I'm just yeah. interested in your take on that.
1: Well, I love that question, and, and it's a couple things. So, in Reset, I write about what I call the noid, but some refer to it as the saboteur, right? Um, and I call it the noid because it annoys me. Um, and my noid looks like that little, um, We're on a. I don't know if we can talk about um, uh, like Domino's Pizza. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't
1: care. Okay. So I don't, well, I don't think Domino's
0: a, is going to listen to the podcast.
1: Well, it was a character that they used in their ad campaign years ago, and he would jump up and down and smash your pizzas. And so I think he was referred to as the Noid. And so that when I wrote the book, I, that was, that's my saboteur. That's what my saboteur looks like. It looks like that little annoying Noid that would jump up and down and smash your pizza. So I, we talk about that. That's part of why we use the reset model to address those things right? Like what is your saboteur saying to you right now? And, um, and here's the other thing, and, and um, I, I think I can say this in, in general. Um, we went through a lot this year. We had three people who had life-threatening illnesses. Um, I ended up uh, losing a very dear friend. And so we, as the leader of the community, I felt held and carried. We've had people who lost lifelong dear pets. Um, we've had people who started and stopped their businesses. We've had people who were like, you know, we're still in the pandemic. Which way do I go with my business? So um, we had people who moved, you know, across the country. So we again recognize life happens, and so it's not that you're um, you're failing. It's how do we work with that, and and that. Question, Missy, is so great because that really came out. Our last week, we always have a celebration week. And so the 13th week of the sprint is always the, the celebration week. And that really came out that after a year, um, one of my participants said to me, I actually think differently now. So, you know, one of the things we teach in one of our modules is, you know, when I say yes to something, what am I saying no to? Because it's so easy to say yes, right? So we do an exercise around that. And put our mindsets around, okay, if I am going to say yes to this, let's pause and breathe for a second at least and think about if I say yes to doing this, what am I saying no to? You know, you all said yes to being here on the call today and thank you so much for that. What did you say no to in the process, right? And, and then with that, with what you said no to, what else will that allow you now to say yes to as a result of being here? so it's it's the lessons i guess would be my short answer to that question missy is we teach about it in the in the in the modules
2: so great thank you for that i i can tell that that process really is a gift for the people who are going through it such an amazing ability to be able to have that community to work together towards goals that are important to them
1: yeah yeah and i've also been blessed i've got some folks who have said to me over the years and you know even since we started the community, they'd like to be reset your buttons coaches. So that's kind of where we're going. We've been going there for a long time, but I feel like we're beginning to get our arms around what would that look like and how would we have other sprint leaders and things like that. So, so they're learning as we go along too. The other thing is our, our attendees have been by referral. And I do think we may even move into a, you know, kind of that qualifying question before we even accept people in. Um, and, and that is, my, my criteria for that is simply been, who do you believe will benefit from this group and, and will be a benefit to this group? And when that person pops in your head, go ahead and ask them if they wanna join. So that 's really powerful it 's really powerful. Wow, um,
0: and I usually say things uh, when we 're talking about um, inside the community, we think about what can we give and what what do we need so sometimes we there's this uh, balance between there was an interview I listened to recently about between there's a middle ground between the givers and the takers. And uh, in the middle uh, is, was, is where most of us lie. It's like sometimes we need something and sometimes we want to give something. And the best part about community is that, that space that you, f- you felt that you could share and be authentic and be yourself and be real because you've built the relationships and you need to be supported throughout the process of all of these challenges that you mentioned. So thank you. Um, just for sharing that and part of what Missy, uh, our book club yesterday, we talked about was a lot of vulnerability, right? As a, as a leader of a, of a community, of how powerful it is to just show up authentically as a leader. And and that then gives the members the ability and the vision to say, oh, she's being really vulnerable right now. Um, maybe I I should ask a question. Maybe I need help and I should just have to raise my hand and say hey yeah. I need some help and last year that was big for me struggles yeah. I said I gotta raise my hand and say hey I need help and when I did people were like of course Deb will help you why didn't you ask before yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like because I didn't know, <laughs> you know I didn't want to bother you you know it's always this like I don't want to bother people or overwhelm people and sometimes that is true but uh, when you have relationships that you can have those deep meaningful relationships, then of course they're going to be there for you when you need and vice versa. Um, well how can we find more information, Missy asks, but go ahead. Don't oh, start okay. it we Well the last
1: thing I do want to say about that to that relationship piece is that we've had um between 70 and 80 percent retention throughout the year. So we have um uh you know people that started with us in the very first session are still with us and are signing up, you know, again, to start their second year. So, and it is because, and that is because of them. And I told them that that's because of what they built together in those relationships. Um, And that, that's really rewarding. That's really exciting. The magic Um, that you
0: create the connection in there. The magic yeah. that you helped bring these people together,
1: yeah, is what yeah. community
0: building is really all about. It's like when you see those two people, and you knew you brought them together. I mean, yeah. Just-
1: and and someone said, I one of my um, folks is a as a corporate event planner, and she said, you know, they were saying this could never happen virtually, and and I've been witness and a part of watching it happen, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, so we're really excited about that. Um, more information about. About the book, Amazon Reset Your Buttons is uh, on, uh, available through Amazon, and we also have a separate website which is resetyourbuttons.com. Um, not a lot of programs on there yet, Missy, but you know we're we're kind of working in that direction. But you know, my you can my contact information is there as well, and I'm happy to put my email address here in the chat for for you um, if you'd like to reach out. Um, and the community is community at starresources.net. Um, and um, my website is starresources.net.
0: Now everybody, you already have the Sprint people in there or if, if somebody you know, wanted, hears this and wanted to join the Sprint, is, is that still open or is that closed now for it- April?
1: It is open. We we are going to keep it open until the 12th, um, which is our first relay session. So we, we keep it open now that we're doing this new one week or onboarding thing around the SMART goal. So if someone is interested in joining, we do keep our cohorts to 12 people. Um, and I'm not sure where we are with our count with that yet, because um, I actually have to get with you, Deb, on a technical thing because... <laughs> Wanted to, I want to bundle something, and I spent three hours the other day, and I was like, why didn't I just text up? <laughs> so um, so yeah, we've got folks that are coming on, and then um, we're looking, again, to start a, a another co- a second cohort that I will, that one I will lead with my um, apprentices, if you will, that are interested in becoming sprint coaches, so there's that take two again teach the language and the model that we're working with will be that 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 group,
0: yeah very cool. Well, thank you so much again for your time. Thanks for everybody who participated and attended today. Hopefully you found some value out of all of the things that we talked about. Of course, this will be uh, aired on the Community Strategy Podcast. uh, So stay uh, on the lookout for more episodes like this one. We will have another uh, two more episodes starting in April. This is being recorded on March 30th, but we have two uh, other live interviews. So if you go on findcomhere.com, go to the blog tab, you will see the other events that we have coming up that you can actually join. Even if you're not a fine Calm Here community member, uh, send me an email to deb at findcalmhere.com and I will get you a private invitation with the the Zoom link for for that session. So thanks again for everybody attending. Uh, I hope you are finding a little bit more calm today wherever this finds you in this moment, Uh, morning, day, evening, night, weekend. Today, it's uh, Wednesday right now. Um, find calm until the next time take care and we'll talk to you later and I'm gonna say goodbye